The Chicago Bulls in their preseason with a record of one and four in the preseason with a long win coming against the Denver Nuggets throughout the five games that they played. So I'm here to break down the five takeaways that I got from the Chicago Bulls preseason. Y'all know we're going to talk about it, but you know, you got to hear the music first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shy Boys Podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby, and I'm holding it down on another episode of Shy Boys Podcast for me and my co-host. If you like what you're listening to today, Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and shake the notification bell so every time we drop, you'll be one of the first ones to know. Now, I know there are some that are waiting on the voicemail back episode. I will get that to y'all later today. But right now, I really want to focus on the key takeaways that I got from the Chicago Bulls this preseason. They ended their preseason with the loss yesterday. Uh against the Minnesota Timberwolves. No Zach Levine out there, but they still had a lot of players in, and I still like what I've seen out there. But, hey, the record speaks for itself, but I'm not going to go ahead and harp on that too much. I believe the Bulls should be fine. Now, some of the key takeaways, at least my very first one from this preseason, I'm going to go ahead out on and say it. The Bulls have some young, promising players, man. That's Julian Phillips, Kobe White, Ayo Sumo, and Patrick Williams. Julian Phillips... We lot of we talked about it a lot, you know what I'm saying? At least me and C Dub, we even heard Steve O on the live call mention it as well. That Julian Phillips is the perfect backup to DJJ. I believe this guy comes in with a better looking three-point shot, should be able to knock it down a little bit more. He comes in, gives you some juice offensively, and I believe he can be one of those pieces. Hey, if the Bulls have a, are having a bad game or a bad start to a game. You can insert Julian Phillips within the lineup. <coughs> Excuse me. You can insert Julian Phillips within that lineup so he can go out there and provide a spark at least for a few minutes <coughs> to the team to make sure that these guys get themselves on track so they can go ahead and make sure things are happening well for them and they can get back on track and find themselves back in the game. This guy was able to have an impact offensively and defensively last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves to where you've seen him go up and for alley-oop, and it was crazy, go up for a block and touch the top of the, the square and hit his head on the rim. The guy has crazy bounce. The three-point shot looks good. He looked like he's able to attack the basket. Hey, this guy at one point was one of the top recruits. You know what I'm saying? It didn't pan out so well within Tennessee to where his stock fell a little bit. But, man, if he continues to, to, to develop within this Bulls organization, look like he can go ahead and continue to slow the game down for himself, I believe that Julian Phillips should be fine. Another person, Kobe White. I believe Kobe White ha is going to take another step forward this season. I believe now with the second offseason, he's working on that dribble, working on his game, and finding himself back up in that starter role. I believe he secured that already, and I believe that he should be good to go. Ayodo Sumu, on the other hand, my guy, had a solid freshman year, so kind of went into that sophomore slump, and now my guy's a junior, and making sure that he's having his presence felt whenever he's on the court. 
He's getting after it. He's sticking defense. He's getting out in transition. He's shooting at three with more confidence than last year. So I believe that's going to be another step forward for him as he could continue to progress and move on through his Chicago Bulls uh, career thus far. And then Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams has been kind of up and down this preseason. I'll keep it a buck and say that. But if he can somehow continue to be aggressive within the offense and with the starters, he should be, he should be fine. Patrick, <coughs> excuse me. Patrick Williams has came out and pretty much accepted the challenge set by Billy Donovan. It's being said by him that, hey, he told Billy Donovan, don't sugarcoat. Let me know I'm playing bad. Take me out the game when I'm playing bad. And I believe that shows, matured, that shows maturity from Patrick Williams and that gives him an opportunity to right his wrongs. You know what I'm saying? And I, we already said it. Big Kev, he was on one of the live calls, uh, not last game, but the game before. It said, hey, Patrick Williams should be on a short leash with Billy Donovan. I kind of went against it a little bit early on, but it makes total sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes total sense. Billy Donovan has to not baby this guy. You know what I'm saying? The other players on this team should not baby this guy. And you've seen him be more aggressive in the last preseason game. The only thing I would like to mention is that, man, I wish Zach Levine was there so we can see him do this with the entire starting uh, lineup so we can make sure that he is flowing within that lineup a lot better, just like we seen him in the last game. It's not about all the shots that he make. It's about his impact on the game. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we want him to make more shots. Obviously, we want him to continue to be aggressive. And sometimes you're not going to have it. But one thing that you can say that, hey, he needs to bring it every single night with this type of aggression, whether the shots are fall or not, because it makes a difference within the game. And we know he can always lean on that defensive side of the ball and be able to make things happen for the Chicago Bulls. Going ahead and going, going ahead out there and fighting for rebounds. Going out there and uh, getting into the paint and either attacking the basket or finding the open shooter. You know what I'm saying? We can nitpick on the you know the type of pass that he's making. Maybe it wasn't all the way pinpoint, or it could have been all of been uh, almost been stolen. But the the matter the fact of the matter is that hey, he's getting inside the paint, dishing the ball out so the ball can move around and other guys can get open shots. That's the type of things you want Patrick Williams to be able to contribute to, something that's not going to always show up in the box score, but if you watch the games, you want to see that aggression from him. Uh, Takeaway number two, we should see is that we should see more from the offense. I love all the player movement, all the off-ball movement. These guys are not seeming like they're watching a bunch of iso ball. I think the iso ball thus far has uh, slowed down a little bit more. And I think the biggest thing is that can these guys make shots? I love what they're doing. They're getting, they're finding guys, and guys are being open to what the, to the point to where they can take open shots. So you just want to see them, though they are open shots, you want to see them knock those shots down. So shout out to them. And then in the home games, they taking thirty, they got thirty three attempts from the three point line, and then in away games, thirty two. I say that's a good start. Of course, the biggest thing is the percentages are not that good. I think they'd be at 34% at home, which needs to improve if you want to be a team that's feared from the three-point line. And then it's a little bit better on the road with, I believe, 39% or something like that on the road. So you want to be able to make sure that you can establish some consistency with that aspect of their offense. But overall, I think 
they should be fine. You should see some more juice from the offense, especially with all the moving pieces that's uh, and all the moving players that are uh, moving around during the offense, off the ball action. You seeing got different guys bringing up the ball, operating. You know what I'm saying? You seen P. Will do a little bit. Kobe White obviously is gonna do his. Demar Derozan and Zach Levine when he was out there. You seen these guys try to you know, create some actions and how the offense kind of flow through them to where they can create for others. That's four different guys within that starting lineup who is very, very capable. And you even see Nick Vooch uh, have a spectacular bounce pass on a back cut to Patrick Williams. Patrick, Win Patrick Williams couldn't fully hold on to the ball, but it was a great pass by Vooch. If he holds on to that ball, it's an easy layup or dunk. So you see, you, you got some signs right there. It's all about establishing that consistency now. The third takeaway from the preseason game, at least for me, is that the second unit might have some juice. The second unit actually might have some juice. The lineup that the Bulls have been playing out there for that second unit with Alice Caruso, Tory Craig, Javon Carter, Ayo, and Drummond, I think that's a pretty good uh, second unit. You know what I'm saying? You got these guys. You got the big guy that's going to go ahead and make sure he's giving you a chance, at ex uh, extra chances to, you know, make some plays on the offensive side and Drummond with his rebounding ability. Then you got just you got three for sure ball handlers and Alice Caruso, Javon Carter, and Ayo. And then you got Tory Craig, the guy that's gonna come out there, play physical, play smart basketball, and then still be a threat from the three-point line, just like the other three guys previously mentioned. So they will, I believe they will have some juice, and I think they will be able to get in uh the faces of the opponent on most nights and be able to either uh help close the gap between the league help maintain a lead or push a lead forward. I think they will be able to do that because these guys can also get out and run. And then again, me previously mentioned it, the three point shooting. So I think that second juice, might, I think that second unit might have some juice. We just got to go ahead and establish some consistency. Now that uh, the guys won't be rotating in and out so much at a high rate, these guys should be able to, to become a cohesion second unit. And we'll see what happens once the, see the real game start to uh, roll through next week. The fourth takeaway from the preseason, and this one hurts a little bit. I'm going to keep it a buck. Dalen Terry needs to show some improvement ASAP. And I'm not saying he needs to take some crazy jump. He doesn't need to take a crazy jump, but we, he needs to start to see some established consistency from Dalen Terry to what he can add for the Chicago Bulls. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're asking me as of right now, you know what I'm saying? During this episode, after the last preseason game, Daylon Terry has fallen behind Julian Phillips, in my opinion. Daylon Terry, I still think that the game has not slowed down for him. I would like to point out that, hey, this guy did not receive much playing time, you know, last season. He's been trying to find his way within there. And I think with more reps, you, you should start to see a little bit more from him. So hopefully he can get himself out there, get some more reps. Maybe he can come in and be an energy guy or give somebody a break or you know, fill in if some guys, you know, go down with an injury or need the rest for a particular night. He can go out there and give you some reps. I think he just needs to slow down a little bit more. I think he needs to go ahead and really, really start to work on that handle because it's still too a bit too sloppy for me. Am I like it? I think he needs to tighten it up. I think that he needs to go ahead and figure out better ways to attack the basket or add to his bag while attacking the basket because you see him, you know, go to the basket but he doesn't have that that certain touch that you need off the backboard so he can create opportunities for himself and put and put points uh up on the board 
especially when he has those opportunities. And then sometimes when he's driving to the basket, he's he just got his mind made up and he's trying to go against two or three guys that's right there, you know, those trees trying to block a shot. And then you see him just kind of try to chuck it up. It gets blocked. It's a bad shot and things like that. So if he can add maybe maybe driving to the basket, a quick stop out, pull up jumper or something like that, or be more decisive with getting the ball out of his hands a lot sooner instead of just having his head down and being like, man, I got to score, I got to score. He can go ahead and uh, develop a creator's mind and just kind of, you know, once you get those other guys drawled in, let's focus on some kickouts or something to the corner or let's try to create some better plays for other guys. So I think Dalen Terry needs to show some improvement ASAP because all last season, y'all, all last season, <clears throat> we was like, hey, get Dalen Terry some minutes, and rightfully so. And that was the flame. And right now, that flame is starting to fizzle out a little bit in favor of Julian Phillips. We want to see Julian Phillips a little bit more now. You know what I'm saying? At least for me, I'm not going to speak for everybody else, but y'all can go ahead and let me know how y'all feeling about that particular thing. But I think right now, Dalen Terry, man, he, he kind of seems stuck in the mud. You know, some of that is on the organization for the limited reps that he received last season, and some of it is on him. You know what I'm saying? He really got to work on his game. I'm happy that he was able to this offseason to go work out with DeMar. I think he needs to go ahead and work out with DeMar a little bit more, hire uh, somebody to help train him, maybe like a dribble too much so he can go ahead and uh, tighten up that dribble and get a little bit better. But I definitely still think that he needs to improve, like, ASAP. You need to go out here and start showing some consistency and show that you're not going to be so erratic on the basketball court, for sure. And the last takeaway from the preseason <clears throat> – it's going to come with Zach Levine looks like he's going to be the Bulls' leading scorer. And I just think that with this now, with this offense, moving the way that it's going to move, I think it's going to limit DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan's attempts in the painted area. I think I really do. I think it's going to limit that. I think it's going to slow it down a little bit more to where the ball is going to be continuously moving a lot more. And there's going to be more opportunities at the three. For Zach Levine, this is a guy that said he wants to shoot 10 attempts per game. <laughs> so if he can go ahead and keep his percentages up with attempting 10 threes per game and knock down the majority of them, you know what I'm saying? At least at a good clip, we you still see the ball in the basket a little bit more. And then with all those guys that are now shooting more threes, you're seeing DeMar DeRozan get into that a little bit more. You got in your starting lineup, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, who's going to space the floor a lot more since now they are known to be three-point shooters and who can't guys who can't knock it down. And Nikola Vucevic, your center, is a guy that also spaces the floor as well. So now this opened up more driving opportunities for Zach Levine as well. So he can go ahead and do what he has to do to put the ball in the basket. I really believe that Zach Levine looks like he's going to be the Bulls' leading scorer this season versus DeMar DeRozan being that guy the last two seasons. So I really, I really look at that and be and look at the way that the offense is changing and looking at the way that the team profile is changing and the want to change their shooting profile as well. I believe Zach Levine has the game that can go ahead and uh push him to the forefront as the Bulls leading scorer. So that's my five, my five takeaways from the preseason from the Chicago Bulls. Number one, the Bulls have some young promising players. Number two, we should see more from the offense. Number three, the second unit might have some juice. Four, Daylon Terry needs to show improvement ASAP. And five, Zach Levine looks like he's going to be the leading scorer for the Chicago Bulls. Down below, <clears throat> you let me know 
how you feeling about those five takeaways. Drop some of your own takeaways, and then we can go ahead and chop it up for the day and see where we at uh, from there. And again, if you are still waiting on that mailbag episode, I am going to get that out to y'all later in the evening to make sure that you have your voices heard right here on Shabu's podcast with me reacting to it. And just go ahead and put in out that content for y'all so y'all can go ahead and see how we chop it up on Shabu's podcast. If you want to be a part of the episode, make sure you go ahead and call in. Number is 773-242-9219. And of course, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, hit for your latest Bulls content, and hit the notification bell because we will be bringing all the fire content that we possibly can bring for the Chicago Bulls 2023-2024 campaign. Hey, that's it for me today. It's another episode of Shy Bulls Podcast. I'm Bobby holding it down for C-Dub. Y'all know I'm going to catch y'all on the next one for sure. Come on, yeah. Gang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.